Couch Talk Sports. We are back. We are back. I'm happy to say Couch Talk Sports is officially on Apple Music and Spotify. We're getting a lot of plays. Thank you guys to all everybody who's listened. Thank you to all the followers. A lot of good episodes out there. Last week, we put out the NBA talk. NBA starts this week, this Thursday. I'm excited. We're not going to talk about NBA today. We're going to talk about boxing, one of my favorite sports. Boxing's been back, but I have two guests here today that know all about boxing. Jay and Mike. What's up, man? So, what's up, man? Uh, glad to be back, man. It's been a cool minute, bro. Finally, you had me on an episode. Damn. Right? It's been a long time. You ain't, you ain't been on since Jordan, man. What happened? Where you been? School, work, what? A little bit of both. You know, I had to take a little time off through the whole COVID situation, but I'm back at it, man. Man, man, I hope you and your family is safe. COVID's been a huge issue this year. The pandemic's been crazy, crazy. Good to see you. What's up, Mike? I hear, man. Just uh, trying to get back into things, too, man. I, uh, the COVID kind of killed the, the boxing, so... But I'm... I'm you guys got me back, man. I'm back. Like De La Hoya, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Just like De La Hoya, we back. Hey, Golden Boy is doing a lot of good things. Uh, the Zone had a fight last week. The first one since, you know, the pandemic happened. But De La Hoya, number one boy, is back. Canelo Alvarez. Uh, he's back. He's fighting Callum Smith. It was scheduled. I don't know if it's still going down. There's a lot of rumors going out there. What's your guys' take on that? Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, well, um, it's not official yet from what I've been seeing online and reading. Uh, I know we're talking about this with Mike a little couple seconds ago. But um, so the plan was for him to get back on Mexican Independence Day, which is obviously his weekend when he does fight. But um, I guess there's something going on, a little bit of drama between Canelo and the zone about taking him, taking a discount. And there was also a couple of like behind the scenes rumblings about him and um, the zone not being on the same page when it comes to his opponents. I know that they were really big on him trying to fight, get that Triple G trilogy because it was the big name fight at the time. And they wanted him to fight Triple G instead of Kovalev. So ever since that happened, or it didn't happen, the zone and him haven't really been seeing eye to eye. So I guess the kind of the whole holdup right now for that fight is um, they want Canelo to take a huge discount, which kind of does make sense to the whole COVID situation. But I guess they just kind of agree on the price. But um, I know that Canelo has spoken on it, too, and then his trainer slash manager, uh, Eddie Reynoso, they interviewed him about it uh, a couple of days ago, too. They're ready to fight Callum Smith, but I guess the only thing's holding it up is them in the zone. So we'll see what happens. But um, if the fight does end up happening, whether in September, October, or this year, I like that fight for Canelo, especially after what, almost taking a year off. Um, that's a good bounce-back fight, you know? But um, I don't know what you guys think about it. What do you think about that, Mike? Kyler Smith is a good opponent for Canelo. Yeah, he's a good fighter, European cat. Um, I saw some hoes in his game, of course. I look for hoes. Not that type of hoes. I'll get it. We get it. We get it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his inside game's a little delicate. He's pretty lanky. <laughs> he's a little lanky, so I think it's perfect for Canelo. Like, Canelo, he works in the inside, works the body, inside game, or uh, Mexican style. So, that'll be a good fight for been fighting and then uh, of course pandemic happened so i don't know if he was training or not or whatever i mean like i said uh it's kind of threw a wrench in fighting like a couple ufc fighters were gonna fight weber and they ended up fighting someone else and then they lost so it's a good fight for him i think it's a good fight there's another challenger bernard hopkins wanted to fight him i have in my notes jay by any time do you know the other challenger there was another or mitzi do you know there was another challenger bernard hopkins wanted canelo to fight 
Some of the names that were mentioned was besides Smith, were one of the Charlo brothers. I know I think it's Jamal. And then the person he's going to fight too, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. I don't know if I'm saying this right, but uh, Dara Vinchenko. Yeah. The one that fought a Triple G last, earlier this year, or was it late last year? Late last um, year. That, yeah. I know. Yeah, Triple G got the, I guess, controversial decision on them. But um, I think those are the other two names. And then someone threw in uh, Bivol, the light heavyweight. That's with top rank. Yeah. I know a lot of like hardcore boxing fans want to see that fight too since Canelo made his debut at light heavyweight with Kovalev. But um, they want that fight too since the wall, I think his first name is Dimitri. Yeah. He's a legit light heavyweight and he's a title holder there. So that's a, a fight that hardcore fans want to see too. But um, a couple of different random names were being called out. But I guess the one they focused on was either Callum Smith or Billy Joe Saunders. There you go. Yeah, Billy Joe um, Saunders. That that's who, that's who we wanted to fight before in uh, Cinco de Mayo, right? Yeah. And then the whole, like I said, the coronavirus hit. I guess something happened with uh, Billy Joe Saunders too, right? That he's, he said. Oh, I think he, he failed a drug test. And yeah, he failed a drug test and he was suspended for quite a while. Something controversial, something. Yeah, he said something about he made a joke on online or social media about like, you know, kind of downplaying, you know, women, like domestic violence or something like that. But um, that got. He was suspended for a couple months, I think, too. Yeah, he just but got re- he just a, got reinstated last month. Yeah, oh, this month, I think. Yeah, this month. He yeah. had to pay a fine. But, yeah. Um, so those were the two main contenders, Saunders and Callum Smith. But it looks like they they could agree to a fee with the zone. I guess Canelo's gonna fight Callum, but we'll see. I mean, it looked like a pretty good matchup. You got Canelo at fifty three and one. You got Callum Smith at twenty seven and zero. It doesn't look like it's gonna be like a cupcake for Canelo. What you guys think about that? It's gonna be a good fight. Have you guys seen Callum Smith fight before? He is one of those British opponents that know how to box. What you guys think about that? I think on paper, it might look a little tougher for Canelo than an actual fight. Because like Mike was saying before, um, he's a really tall, lengthy opponent. And we do know that Canelo likes going to the body. So kind of like the fielding, the Rocky fielding matchup. You know Mm -hmm. how Rocky was pretty tall and then Canelo attacked the body. I know Callum Smith is obviously a a tougher opponent than Rocky. But I think that's more or less, that's that's the type of fight it will be. So um, I like that fight. He did show some holes against Jonathan Ryder, like Mike mentioned in his last fight. A lot of people thought that Ryder beat him in England, but that he got the gift decision. I mean, it's a good bounce back fight. Canelo hasn't fought since last November against Kovalev. So it's almost going to be closer to a year they do fight since his last fight. But um, I like that fight. But I think Canelo, I mean, gets probably a mid-fight, mid-round stoppage. But it's a decent fight. I like yeah, it. Yeah, but you don't see that. You don't see it being a warm up fight for Canelo, right? You think he'll be put to the test? Or you think it's one of those warm up fights until he gets a bigger name? I don't want to say it's a warm up fight because I feel like that's a little disrespectful to Callum Smith. He is a legit champion at 168, but his last showing did show, like Mike's mentioned, that he does have a couple holes. He doesn't like fighting inside due to the fact that I think I guess it's that British European style. And also that he's really tall. I think he, I believe he's like 6'2", six 6'1". Six yeah, 6'2". So if he were to fight in kind of in the pocket against Canelo, Canelo would have the advantage there due to the you know body shots. And Canelo just knows how to fight in there overall. But it, it'll be a nice fight, you know, seeing how Canelo could do with the, how he could get inside and, you know, kind of avoid the jab. So there's a couple of things that, you know, we would like to see, but... Yeah. I mean, it's a tough fight. It's a good fight for Canelo. Yo, ask me because, you know, boxing's been gone so long. Coming back, do you need a tune-up fight? Canelo's been gone since November. This fight probably won't take place until September, October. 
So you just got to make sure that he's ready and ready to go. He don't want to just put him out there. But also, boxing needs to make some money. Boxing's been going a long time. Just like every other sport, they're losing revenue. So you might want to come back and put your Canelo's the biggest paper draw out there. He makes the biggest yeah. money. So, you know, boxing might want to come back and, you know, make a splash. What do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, that's the problem. That's the, the big thing that's going on behind the scenes. It's like, who's Colin, who's uh, Smith? Whatever, not Colin Smith, but the other, the brother. Who is he in the United States? Who know, who, who is he? So, and then they want Canelo to take a pay cut. COVID, of course, really want to take a pay cut because uh, he, he has a contract and, um, I guess they didn't. They didn't have that in the contract. Of course, COVID, and um, I guess Canelo could debate what the opponents he has. So that's a big thing, and um, that's what they're saying. Other uh, channels are saying, you know what? He should fight Charlo, man. Like you said, the, the boxing needs money. They uh, they've been it's been they've been away for a little bit. So I think the best fights be it should be uh, Charlo to shut his mouth. In other words. <laughs> hey, we hey, differ on that. We've been talking about that for a long time. You know, Mike's my homie. I, I sit back in Jay's backyard, watch boxing with Mike and Jay, and they don't think Charlo deserve a shot at Canelo, but I've been preaching Charlo for the last two years. Y'all don't think he's ready, though. I want that fight now because uh, he's an American, and he's, he makes – he's mean, dude. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down, man. I don't know. What do you guys think? You think that's a moneymaker fight, Jay? You think that's a big fight? You think Canelo easy work or what? I know you love Canelo. You guys I both love Canelo. I know the fight would sell more compared to some other fighters that might be out there for Canelo. Just due to the fact, like Mike said, he is an American. He, he would be able to promote the fight, go on, you know, during the press conferences, do interviews, talk oh, yeah. a little bit of smack. So people will look forward to it. But if they get in the ring, it's going to be, in my opinion, it's gonna, that's not, Charlo hasn't showed me anything that makes me think that he could compete with He's Canelo. undefeated. How have you not showed you nothing? He's undefeated. Are you being Canelo biased right now? Yeah, he has Canelo's belt. All right, we can say that. Canelo gave him a belt for his birthday. <laughs> he has him a belt for his birthday. I think Charlo deserved this shot. I think he deserved this shot. He's been working for this shot. I think he could have beat. Not be. I think he could have fought Triple G last year as well when Triple G needed an opponent to step up against against him. But I think Charlo's been ready for a while now. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, he's a game. I'm not trying to say that he's you know ducking anybody. Obviously, politics does come you know into effect because he does uh, fight for PBC and then Canelo's on the zone, Triple G's on the zone. So you know how sometimes promoters can get in the way. But um, he's down. But like I said, um, there's nothing that I've seen from him that makes you, you know, get excited for that fight. But, I mean, I would watch it. Yeah. So you still think Canelo's the moneymaker? He's still best pound for pound? That's what we're saying? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely? Most definitely? Moneymaker, easily, because he is the name, and then he has a Mexican fan base behind him. But um, pound for pound, obviously you can make an argument. There's other great fighters out there. But money-making-wise, he's easily the number one guy. He's the number one guy. I like that. I like I like Canelo. I like Canelo. But there's a lot of boxing coming back. I'm excited about this. Showtime has a great card coming into August, September, October. There's a lot of good fights. One of the fights that stand out to me is August 15th. Danny Benavidez versus Romar Alexis Agulo. What you guys think about that fight? Benavidez has been on a tear for a while. He's undefeated, 22-0. He's an up-and-coming name. How do you guys feel about him? I like that kid, man. He's tall. He has his hand. He has, he has fast hand, both hands. Um, I think he's, he's a total package, man. He has, he has the chin. He got dropped a couple times. He got up, and, and he won fights. Uh, power in both hands. He knocks out dudes. He could fight. He could, 
inside, outside, box, uh, grind, whatever, man. I like him. He's fire. I like him a lot. Every time I've seen him, he's impressed me. I know one of our good friends, Damien, is always talking about Benavidez. How do you feel about him, Jay? Yeah, I'm a big fan as well. He showed me a lot, and I believe his last fight was against uh, Darrell yeah. when he uh -huh. defended the belt. In the, it was in the Spence Porter undercard. And yeah, man, he showed me a lot. He was able to adjust. Darrell's no joke. He was a former champion himself. And Benavidez, I don't want, he didn't dominate. But he overwhelmed him at the end, got that knockout. But, yeah, like Mike said, he's, he's very well-rounded, has power in both hands. I've been a fan about his for a while. Especially, I think there was a – I remember a couple of years back, I would always confuse him with um, him and his younger brother. Not that they're, like, in the same weight class or anything. Or his older brother, I should say. But I guess um, – I think Mike showed me a video a long time ago. He put me on, up on him where I think there was, like, an old video of him sparring Triple G, and he was giving him work. Like in Big Bear or something. Oh, wow. This was back like in 13, 14, a long time ago before he became a champion and all that. But um, he's been in the boxing community. He's been a well-known name for a cool minute. So, um, and then he's barely scratching the surface. He's like, what, 22, 23 still? 24, yeah. Yeah, so he's only 24. So he's not even in his prime yet. And then the stuff that he's already showing, that's pretty good, man. The kid's legit. I think that's a future Canelo opponent if he doesn't get too heavy. And yep. that'll be a fight. That should be a I think that might be my number one fantasy fight right now, man. If I could make a fight between Canelo and someone, I think that would be it. I think that would be his toughest opponent at 168 or 175. I think that's the fight that would scare me if I was a, a Canelo manager or whatever. That's a pretty tough fight. Oh, so Canelo's not ducking him. You're just saying that fight hasn't been set up yet. Yeah, I mean, they still have time. Like I said, Benavides is 24. And mm. it's crazier, too, because the more fights he does get, the more experience he will get. And I think that only make it tougher for Canelo because he, he, I think he would have a legit size advantage going into that dream fight. But uh, I don't want to talk about it too much right now, man. I don't want to get excited for no reason. <laughs> like I said, there's a lot of yeah. politics and boxing, man. Unfortunately, Benavides is at PBC, so that might make the fight a little harder to happen. But hopefully down the road it does. Yeah. Let's talk about the Charlo brothers, Jamal and Jamel Charlo. They have a fight September. Actually, they fight in back-to-back uh, -back days, September 26th and September 27th. I know you guys are not big on these two, but I'm really big. I think Jamal Charlo should definitely have a – Jamel Charlo. Sorry, Jamal Charlo should definitely have a fight against Canelo soon or Triple G. He's 30-0. and 0. What do you guys think about their fight coming up? You guys impressed by them? You're not so impressed? Well, he's fighting uh, Servich. What's his name? Servichenko? Yeah, Irvichenko or something like that. He fought Triple G, right? That's the dude that fought Triple G. Yeah, he fought Triple, Triple G, G, yeah. Dropped him. Triple G dropped him in the early rounds. He got up and freaking he fought him. He, he showed the heart when, they, when, he was, uh, when he was against adversity. And that's what I love about fighters. If they get dropped, Trinidad, Marquez, what's my boy, son of God, yeah, what's my boy's Ward? name? Uh, Andre Ward. Uh, yeah, Ward. Boom! They get dropped and they come back and win the fight. And he showed that. So he hurt Triple G and it was like a crazy fight. So he left an impression in me. So what that Charlo, whatever that Charlo is going to fight him, it's going to be a, a dog fight. So if he's going to if he's gonna show us what he has, he's going to show us in this fight. And if he's ready for the big boys, Triple G or uh, Canelo. So it's your, good, uh, uh, yeah, th this one is Jamal Charlo. This is the undefeated one. Uh, Let's see what he can do. See if, the, see if the kid can dance. You know what I mean? So, yeah. What do you think about that fight, Jay? Yeah, this is definitely going to be his biggest test 
on his resume so far. He is 30 and 0 with I think he has like 22 knockouts, which is pretty good. But he hasn't fought nobody yet that kind of sticks out of that resume. But um, I think this is the fight that's going to show if he's on that elite level, seeing how he does perform. Like I said, boxing is back, so this is a chance to kind of make a statement. If he's able to dominate Derevchenko or however you say his name, um, <laughs> that can make a nice statement win. And then people are going to compare that to the Triple G fight and maybe you even want that fight too because they're going to say, oh, well, Charlo fought this guy and he ran right through him and Triple G had trouble with them and possibly lost to him. I mean, if he wants to put his name on the map and be seen as a legit contender to Canelo or to a Triple G, I think this is important for him to kind of make a statement and win in impressive fashion. But yeah, I like this fight. It could be, it could get a little tricky. Derbychenko was tough, man. He took Triple G's best shot, got up, and then made it a fight. Some people thought he won. He didn't get the favor of the decision, but that's one Charlo fight I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and then the other Charlo, Jamal Charlo, he fights versus Jason Rosario on September 27th. Both fights on pay-per-view. I like him as well. He bounced back in his last fight. He regained his championship belt. I like him a lot. I know you guys not big on the Charlo brothers. I'm super high on them. I think they deserve way more credit than they're getting right now. I'm happy about them both being on a Showtime card. And the, the last fight... Huh? Go ahead. Give me three dudes that they beat. Oh my gosh! Give yeah. me three. <laughs> yeah. hey, no, don't look at your computer. Hey guys, keep it up. Keep them up. Don't <laughs> cheat, Mitsu. Don't cheat, Mitsu. I'm not gonna cheat. Hey, I'm not gonna cheat as host. I'm going to ask the questions. All I'm saying, we're gonna keep uh, it at that. The, uh, that's hey, like a keep them up. He sounds like a PBC fighter, man, dodging the question. Hey, all I'm going to say, Tony Harrison did not win the first fight. Tony Harrison did not win the first fight. I thought the judges robbed Jamal in that fight. And then Jamal came out. And then he came back and knocked him out. That's the signs of a great fighter right there, right? Oh, yeah, beating the almighty Tony Harrison. I'm not saying he's almighty, but, you know, losing your belt, coming back, redeeming it, that was a lot of trash talk. And he he said he wasn't going to let it go to the judge's decision this time, and then it did not. He knocked him out. I think it was the 19th round where he knocked him out, and he got his belt back. Hey, man, 15 years from now, when Charlo's making his Hall of Fame speech, he's going to go back (laughs) and talk about that fight, that Tony Harrison fight. I better be invited to the Hall of Fame, you know, (laughs) inductee (laughs) conference, all I'm saying, all I'm saying. And the last fight on this card, not on this card, in the month that really stands out to me, of course, on a Showtime card, is October 24th, Gervonta Davis versus Leo Santos Cruz. How do you guys feel about that fight? I like that fight. A veteran, Leo Santos Cruz. I think he's a veteran, and um, he just throws, throws, throws. And and Javante, sometimes when he fights, he takes a little rest. He takes some rounds off. So we'll see if he gets to the, if he gets tested. He has power, though. The thing about Javante, he has power, and he'll he'll walk through you. Does uh, Leo have power? He doesn't, but he has respectable power. And I don't know his record, but it'll be a good fight. I think Javante should uh, knock him out. I think he's uh, I think Leo's on his way down, but it's a good fight. Good fight. I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think about that, Jay? Yeah, I think the biggest question coming into that fight is how much Leo has in the tank. He is a veteran that's gotten a lot of wars. So it's kind of interesting to see. Maybe this COVID situation helped him. Maybe he's going to get another couple extra months of rest and all that and give Leo like that last hurrah performance. 
like we saw with like an Eric Morales versus Maidana, where you thought that the fighter might have been done, but he has that. Every great fighter has that one last performance in them that just you know kind of shocks the world and you know gives the other fighter a true test. But um, yeah, I think you guys John talking about him like he's old. He's only thirty one years old, guys. He's thirty four yeah. one and one. What do you guys? Thirty one. Yeah, he's yeah. thirty four one and one. He's thirty one years old. You think he got nothing left in the tank? Not that he doesn't have anything left in the tank, but he's been through a couple wars. Uh huh. The Mares and then I forgot some other fighters. It's slipping my head right now. But he is an old thirty-one. And then I guess like there's a saying in boxing: the smaller fighters uh, age faster than maybe like middle and heavyweights. Okay. Um, that just tends to happen. I know what well, he's a featherweight right now. They're fighting at one thirty, one thirty-five. Yeah, one thirty-five. One thirty-five. Yeah. So Santa Cruz, he, he's a legit one thirty-five or two. But I think Tank might just towards the end kind of just overwhelm him with his power. But it's an interesting fight, too. I mean, it's boxing. You never know what might happen. But I have Tank as a favorite. Yeah. And uh, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. There's one other fight that's probably just been scheduled. Not probably. It has been announced. Earl Spence versus Danny Garcia. We, first of all, let's welcome back Earl Spence. He had a devastating car crash where his car flipped several times. He was in a coma. He made it back. He's healthy. He thinks he says he's ready to go. He's 26 and 0 with 21 knockouts. Danny Garcia's been around for a while. What do you guys think about that fight? Just announced today. Yeah, I just got the news. I was, I was doing a little research and I saw that. Oh, man, dude. Um, yeah, he got in a car accident. He hasn't fought since, right? No, of course. No, of so, course not. He uh, has not fought since. Yeah, now. yeah. So that and then COVID. Oh, man. So the odds are a little against him. Even though if, if we didn't have the COVID situation, I would have said for sure my boy would have got that fight. Uh-huh. But because of the circumstances, has Danny, is, is he coming off a win? I forgot. The, what was his last fight? He hasn't fought in a while either, right? He hasn't fought in a while either, but I think he is coming off a win in his last fight. Who did he fight? Let me look that up. Go ahead and keep talking. Let me look that yeah, up. Yeah, you know? You know who you fought? Well, it, it's been a cool thing. It, um, he hasn't fought, huh? It's been so, a, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. But, so um, I don't know. That's the, that's a, the. It was a cupcake victory. It was, uh, he fought Ivan, Ivan Rad, Radek. Yeah. yeah. On, on June 25th, uh, June, uh, yeah, 2020. He's fought, uh, that, he fought this year. His last fight was this year. Yeah, yeah I didn't, I don't even remember when he fought, so. I probably missed it. He won by unanimous decision in 12 rounds. Yeah. Okay, he got some rounds in. So, But let's see how my boy is. His name's Lee. Earl Spence? Earl Spence, yeah. Let's see how he looks. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it, The odds are, uh, they're both a little coming off something, whatever. He hasn't fought in a while. He, well, he got a gift decision. Or, and then this guy got in a car accident, this and that. So, yeah, last uh, Earl Spence last fight was against Porter. Uh, he won yeah. that by split decision or unanimous decision, I believe. Um, he did knock Porter down one time. Porter said he wasn't hurt. I think Spence did win the fight. Win that fight. Some people say, you know, Porter might have won that fight. I think it was a Porter-type style of fight. And I think Spence did a lot of good work on the inside. He fought how Porter won the fight. So he could he showed people he could fight a different style than he usually fights. So I like Earl Spence. But, you know, I could be biased at the same time. But I think he's going to come back. I like him against Danny Garcia. I mean, two years rust, car crash, COVID. Of course, there's going to be a lot of questions there. But I can see Spence pulling that one out. How about you, Jay? Yeah, I think the big question, too, is if Garcia could take Spence's punch. 
I know that Garcia, even though he is a welterweight, he's kind of a smaller welterweight. Uh-huh. And you can kind of see it in his frame still. And then I think Spence is a big welterweight. Uh, he can easily be fighting at 154. But um, I think if he could take his punch and kind of box around, I mean, Spence is probably going to have a lot of ring rust, so it might take him a while into that fight to kind of get going. And I think that's where Danny has to take advantage in the first, you know, two to three to four rounds. That's going to kind of tell the fight how Spence comes out, um, how rusty he is. And then, so yeah, so I like that fight. I like that it fight got too. way more interesting. And I, like I know uh, Danny, there was something going on with Danny Garcia too, no? Uh, something about like he was about to retire or something like that. I know his dad's been on social media a lot too. Saying some random things, but like, he could just be playing uh, mind games with Spence or trying to negotiate or whatever. But I remember a couple months ago there was something about him possibly retiring or something, but I guess not. Okay, okay, okay. And the last fight, not the last fight we're going to talk about, because you know there's one charity fight we're going to talk about. Jay doesn't want to talk about that fight, but we're going to talk about it anyway. But the fight that I'm waiting to see. Lomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez. That fight was to happen in May. I believe it was April or May, but COVID pushed that fight back. Teofimo is the you know up-and-coming phenom. Loma is the prodigy who's already been around. Let's talk about that fight. I'm so excited. Who you, uh, Loma is the pound-for-pound ESPN pound for pound number one boxer there is right now. I might think that's Terrence Crawford, in my opinion. You know, Terrence Crawford. He hopes to fight as soon as well. Hopefully, he gets back in the ring soon as well. But let's talk about Loma versus Timo Fimo Lopez. What do you guys think about that? Is, is it going to be a schooling from the old school, or is it going to be the new school uh, taking this one? I think uh, he's just a little too green for me. I, think, <laughs> I man, Loma's Loma's a black belt, dude. He's a black belt, and he has a couple of degrees as a black belt. An Olympian. What is he, two-time Olympian? Two-time. Like two-time Olympian, yeah. yeah. Two-time Olympian. Oh, man. I think this kid, it's a little green to me. Um, You think Timo Fimo's in over his head? Uh, he has a lot of distractions, dude. Obviously, he's married and got in a fight with his dad and his wife, and he doesn't listen, listen to his dad. He's focused. No, he's not focused. No, <laughs> dude, this is the fight game, dude. Your wife should be the boxing. That's it. Look at Floyd. Eat, sleep, and uh, whatever of uh, boxing. But supposedly he's, he's 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 ready. So we'll see if the kid can do it. But Loma, I think Loma's got it, man. The experience, dude. Yeah. I don't think he's ready to give it up yet. Yeah, he was. Timo Fimo said he was ready back in April. He was hell bent on winning that title. He's angry now that the fight was. He wasn't angry that the pandemic happened. He's just angry he didn't get his shot at the title when it was supposed to happen. But you know, those couple months off could you know help him. It could hinder him. What you think, Jay? You think your boy's ready, or you think it's gonna be Loma? I got Loma personally. I think he might be taking that step a little bit too soon. Uh-huh. Um, I like what a lot of a lot of experts fight. were saying that. A lot of experts were saying that. Yeah, I like what he did in the Kami fight, but that fight ended way too soon. He knocked him out in the first round. That was the type of fight where I wanted to see uh, Lopez go a couple rounds, show me a couple things, maybe adjust, kind of, you know, work on his craft a little bit. But he just wiped right through him, which, I mean, that's not a takeaway or anything. That's what you're supposed yeah, you can't to blame him for knocking somebody out in the first round. He came in and did his yeah. job. I mean, he did what he's supposed to do or what he, he had to do. I just wish I would have seen a little bit more from him. Kind of give me something to study before that fight. But, yeah, I still have Lomachenko. Um, just too much skill, man. And he's still in the middle of his prime. I believe he's, what, like 31, 32? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh-huh. And he's a young 31, 32, unlike uh, like the Leo Santa Cruz that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. He came pro a little later. We all know that. I think he's only, like, what, like 14 and 1? 
Yeah. So he's still fresh. I mean, he's motivated because I know there's been a lot of bad blood between him and Lopez over the past couple months. It's been building up. It's been building up. I'm excited about this. It hasn't. It's been officially announced, but has not officially picked a site. So we're not sure it's going down, but we know that's the next fight for Loma for sure. One thing. Just one. One thing. My bad. Just the only thing that could happen. The kid has power, though, dude. He has a game changer. He has power. Uh That's the Uh only thing that I can say. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going, Jay. Go ahead, Uh, Jay. You know, that's true. He does have that one punch power. Like I said, we did see it against uh, Comney in his last fight. Uh Went right through him in the first round. Loma has shown a a little have a chin, even though he did get dropped against Linares, got right back up, and then just went back to work. Uh And then kept attacking him. It looked like he didn't phase him. Um, He didn't try to run against Linares. He was just, if anything, he put he got even more aggressive. Yeah. The but, thing, uh, the question, a, yeah. The question to me, you know, you guys are, you know, you guys are more advanced in boxing than I am. Can Lopez take Loma's body shots? Cause we know Loma likes to work the body a lot. And Lopez usually not used to getting hit. He's not used to getting hit in the face or the body. Can he take those body punches coming from Loma? What do you guys think about that? Twelve rounds, we'll see. That's the what Jay was saying. I'll pick it back off that. I wanted to see if he could those put him put in work. Those twelve rounds. Let's see if the other guy would have got him in the body, or mm-hmm. uh, work his. Uh, how does he? How, I don't know. Change the, the the game plan. All that. This guy's gonna change the game plan one, two, mm-hmm. three times. He's gonna go to the body for sure. He's gonna invest to the body, and then you're gonna see the effects in the late rounds. And then Loma has power, dude. He he saw adversity when he fought. Um, what's my boy's name? Linares. Linares. He got dropped, and he got up again, and he knocked him out, dude. And that's what I love about fighters, man. When you get knocked out and you get back up and you knock out the other guy, Trinidad, Marquez, my boy, uh, like I said, uh, Art of War, God of God, and he has that, dude. Tough. This is a tough fight for the kid. Tough. And he's going to get hit in the body for sure. Definitely going to get hit in the body. That's Loma's game plan. Every time I've seen him fight, he's he goes to the body, then he works his way up. He retrieves his distance. I'm excited for this fight. I'm going to be biased and go for Lopez just because, you know, I'm just a fan of boxing. I'm not saying he's going to win the fight, but he's got power. Though. He's got power. So. He's got. He has a knockout puncher's chance. Let's yeah. put it that way. But I think he's skilled too. He he doesn't get as much credit. He worked his way up too fast, so you can't really you know appreciate his skill. But I think he's ready for this fight. Like I don't see why he beat everybody in front of him. He beat the toughest people in front of him, and Loma's next on the target. So let's get the fight going. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see, like, when he does get hit, say he does get dropped or he does get hit with a vicious body shot, how is he going to react? For the That's first a good time? question. That's a very good he question. He hasn't yeah. been through those kind of deep waters, like I was yeah. mentioning. Um, I was hoping Kami, he Kami is a body puncher, so I was kind of hoping we see a little bit of that in his last fight, where maybe he would get worked a little bit and see how, you know, Lopez will respond if he has that heart of the champion and comes back and, you know, finishes him off, but we didn't. So I think that's kind of like, my biggest question coming into the fight, how Lopez is going to face adversity because he is going to go through it no matter what. He's going to go through Lomachenko in one or two rounds. I mean, you never say never, but I don't think that's going to happen. And when he does get pressed by Lomachenko, and then Loma has the best speed in the game right now, bro. He's going to get tested, and we're just going to see how he's going to react to that test. But um, it should be a good fight no matter what. The kid has power. They both have power. That's the fight probably I'm yeah. most excited for. Do you guys right think now. it's going to be a clash of styles in that fight? I think it's going to be a clash of styles. You think it's two different styles or they got the same style? What do you guys think about that? Loma can box. Can Tofima, he could box too. I don't know. I don't know. They match up pretty good. 
The only thing that I don't like about the kid is that he tried to do the Mayweather show. shoulder roll, shoulder roll. <laughs> yeah, the, the, he, he can't do that, dude. You, <laughs> you got to really master it. One person that could do it is Canelo. He can he he mastered that that Floyd, mm-hmm. but the kid he doesn't. He gets caught. A lot of fighters, AB doesn't. He gets caught. Like, dude, you're coming off here. You're throwing a shot. It's it, you got to be special, man. And and if you don't know, if you can't do it, don't do it. Like Porter was trying to do it, and he got caught. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. You, if you make one mistake, one mistake, you're gonna pay, dude. Especially with the veteran, man. And I know uh, Loma sees that. Like Jay said, this guy, the, the, Loma has too many angles and all. The, can the kid figure it out? Yeah. So we're gonna see. But the kid's fired. I like him, dude. I like yeah. him. The car was scheduled to go down in April, but it's going down in October, supposedly. That hasn't been set in stone yet. So who has the advantage with the extra time given? Is it Loma or is it Lopez? Who has the advantage with giving more time now? Go ahead, Jay. I would probably say Loma, just because he is the more experienced fighter. It's not like Lopez got an extra fight or two or you know, fought a, a decent opponent in between. Mm-hmm. I mean, the vet- I always get the veteran's advantage. Just because they know how to prep with that extra time, he's still on his peak. Unless one of the two had an injury that we didn't know about, and they got gave him a chance to heal. But I'll just go with Lomachenko. I don't think it's a huge advantage either way. But I just feel like the veterans gonna know how to handle it and how to prep and all that. Give him okay. more time. That's good. That's good. That's good. We talked about the pandemic. We talked about COVID. How do you guys think about no fans going to, how these fighters going to react to no fans being in the stands? You know, a lot of fighters feed off that, that electricity in the building when you walk in and the crowd's cheering you on. I think that's going to be a little bit different. I mean, boxing is back now, but it's going to be different for the big fights. Yeah, I think so. I, it's, uh, I experienced it with, uh, with the UFC, right? Two of my favorite fighters. What's my boy's name, man? My brain's. But yeah, um, it just seems a little weird, and I think they they do feel off the. Although they say no, but I don't. Let, we have to see. But um, see. I think it, it is. I, I think they feed off, especially the younger one. What's his name? Teofimo. Mm-hmm. He uh he he feeds off the crowd big time, so it's gonna affect them. So, but yeah, I think so. But they say no. Yeah, but what do you think about that, Jay? You think the crowd's gonna affect it? No crowd. I think for the younger fighter, it will just because. Uh, actually, I'm not sure, man. Maybe the. Without having the crowd as a distraction, that might help Lopez just so he won't be able to react if he is, you know, losing or there won't be so much pressure on him just to perform because we all know he likes to put on a show. You know, he does a little back backflips. <laughs> yeah, crowd, I love which, those backflips but, after a win. Yeah, which does help him. I mean, it's tricky, dude. Uh, for Loma, for sure, I don't think it's going to affect them because that dude's like a businessman. He's just going to go in there and do what he has to do. But uh, for Lopez... It's yeah. for me. It's fifty-fifty. I could see it either way. Either him, you know, kind of needing it to feed into himself and get pumped up, or maybe he looks at it in a way where, hey, there's no crowd, less pressure on me. You know, I'm I'm fighting a two-time Olympian. Everyone thinks this guy's a favorite. I'm just gonna go out there and fight. So it just depends how you know he sees it that day. But um, for me as a fan personally, I kind of got used to it watching these, you know, all these UFC fights uh-huh. over the past couple of months or two. They have been holding it down. And then you guys know me. Once I watch a fight, you know, I get into the zone. You know, I study what the two guys are doing. I don't really, you know, feed, feed into it. Yeah, yeah. You two, watch, you two watch replays of the fights with the sound off anyway. So I don't know if the crowd's going to make that much of a difference. Hey, man, without me knowing, I've been prepping for COVID all my life, man. Just <laughs> I haven't even known, man. 
Hey, I understand. I understand. I like it. I like it. I'm excited. Boxing is back. But let's get to the news that was announced last week. Jay, I know you don't want to talk about this, but Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. in a little charity event in Tyson's League. What do you guys think about that? Let's just talk about it for a brief second because I think it's very funny. But it's boxing. We got to talk about it. It's entertainment. Tyson did say you have to wear headgear. It's only going to be an eight-round expedition fight, and it's all for charity. I don't think in the first couple of rounds, I don't think Tyson could does that. He doesn't have a, a slow mo button. As soon, as, soon as, they, <laughs> soon as he hears the ring, he's gonna snap back into Killer Tyson. And I feel sorry for Roy Jones, but he can box though. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, I, I don't think Tyson. That guy, you can't control that. He's a savage dog. Yeah, fifty four um, years old. Roy Jones is fifty, about to be fifty one years old. It's gonna be an interesting fight, but it's all and funny game. In September, you know that, right? And that's a Canelo date, so that's gonna be kind of some drama there too. It's the same day as Canelo. Same, same weekend. Same, not the uh, 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 the Mexican Independence. September twelfth. September twelfth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, same day or same. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think it's very funny seeing these two get back in the ring. They have been in the ring for a long time. It's some, you know, something to give the fans. You know, we're going through a lot right now. The world's going through a lot. Let's give them some entertainment, you know. I'm so down. I'm down. I'm down for it. I like that. I like that fight. I like that fight. Any other boxing news you guys want to talk about? I know boxing Sorry. has been going for a long time. Any other news? I just wanted to go uh, real quick off topic because I thought of this earlier when we were talking about the whole Canelo situation with the zone. Uh-huh. Do you guys think that promoters and networks are going to be more conscious about scheduling big, like their bigger name fighters on certain dates, making sure that they don't compete with any other fighters? Because, you know, with the whole UFC and then like Mike bringing up that the whole Tyson thing with Canelo, it kind of I remembered off of that. Because Israel's fighting your oh. boy Costa on yeah. September nineteenth, uh-huh, yeah. so you mean that kind of makes it kind of makes it a little trickier for Canelo and the Zone. Because right now pay per views are more important and streams and all that. Because there's yeah. no fans in the stands, uh-huh, yeah, and exactly. They don't have that gate money right now. Uh-huh. So I mean, me as a promoter, or if I'm running ESPN or the Zone or anything, I feel like I'm gonna be more conscientious and you know scheduling, making sure that when I schedule a certain big time fight. There's not going to be anything competing with it, whether it's another um, promotional company, whether it's UFC or anything else. I think that might be holding up the whole Canelo Alvarez situation too. No, I think that. No, I think that's very important. Yeah, that's very important to think about for sure. Yeah, because UFC has cards coming up throughout this year. They're they've been delivering, so they're just throwing out fight dates. Khabib's going to fight in October, and then we talked about the whole Lomachenko fight in in October third, maybe. And then fall is the biggie is the busiest time of the year for the whole fight game. Like that's mm-hmm. when every it feels like every other weekend there's a big time fight. So Israel's fighting Costa September nineteenth, and then you talked about the whole Roy Jones Jr. and then Mike Tyson thing the week before on September twelfth. Yeah. So if you're the zone in Canelo, I mean, I don't think they're gonna worry too much about the whole Tyson Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> As a fight fan, mm-hmm. if you had a between the two, it's pretty obvious. Who pretty gonna go pick. Canelo, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm gonna watch the whole Canelo fight myself. I don't know about you, Mitch, so your your judgment's a little questionable. But anyways, <laughs> I think that that's gonna be a issue going on with, over the next couple months to end the year. 
because with the whole COVID situation, there's no fans right now. You think that's going to make it harder to make certain fights just because of that? I don't think it's going to be harder to make fights. It's going to be harder to schedule the fights. Because like you mentioned earlier, they lost a lot of revenue during this time. You know, they had to cancel, postpone things. So I think making the fights won't be hard. Scheduling the fights might be hard because they want to make ensure that they're the only ones going to make money on that day. They don't want anything to fear with their revenue. We see that in sports all the time. They want to make the biggest fight. They want to pick the day where they want to isolate a day where, you know, that fight happens and all the viewers going to, you know, tune in. And though they, like you mentioned a good point, so they don't have the gate money with fans coming into the stand. So they got to make all their money off of streams and pay-per-views. So they got to pick the good dates in order to make sure everybody's going to tune in. That's the only way they're making money right now in order to pay their fighters or, you know, put money in their pocket. So I think that's a good point that you pointed out. So I don't think it's going to be hard to make fights. It might be hard to schedule fights. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, no, that's it's and then UFC doesn't care, dude. They're heartless, though. They'll, they'll, they'll do a fight <laughs> same day as Canelo. Like, we've seen, we seen the Nick Diaz, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, 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 yeah. not playing. That was before COVID. Now, one move, one little mistake, whatever, you could you schedule the same fight. And UFC has a momentum, especially in COVID right now. The eye, they have the eyes on them. And uh, one little thing I want to throw in, and I think it's because of that. Or maybe I'm just going out of, going off topic. Or you guys know De La Hoya is coming back, right? De La Hoya, you know, Oscar De La Hoya is coming back. Of, yeah, he's been training. Sometimes you don't take him serious, but we're in dangerous. We're in desperate times right now, especially <laughs> for the zone in Golden Boy. So guess who he's training for? He's gonna fight the 147 pound uh, Charlo, 154 pound Charlo. That's he's the, gonna fight Jamal the, Charlo. Yeah, he's that's a rumor if he comes back, but it's it's just a rumor. But I think they're desperate, man. They're. You, you, you think, you think COVID messed right up now. things that bad? That everybody's coming back, they're desperate to make money? I think, man. I think this COVID kind of threw a wrench in, in the game, man. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. Nobody expected this Nobody expected this to happen. Um, but I don't know if Oscar should be coming back and fighting. Um, if he's fighting a Tyson League, maybe that should be a fight. Fight on that card. But not against a real opponent like Charlo. Because Charlo's, you know, looking for a great opponent to, you know, booster his status they've been going at it though on on, on the twitter and all that so <laughs> i like that i like that i like that a lot a great podcast great episode boxing is back you guys excited as me man you guys are the real boxing fans you guys don't sound yeah. excited oh no well yeah i mean i mean boxing got into a slow start i think last weekend was the first time i was actually excited to watch a boxing card with Virgil ortiz uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Like you said, man, USC's been holding it down, bro. And like Mike said, they have the momentum right now, and they're dictating the. They have the I, advantage I, I, of dictating <laughs> the, the dates. That's another issue that boxing's gonna have to deal with right now. Like I said, with the whole Canelo, uh-huh. um, the zones trying to make as much money off of them as they can, and then so they're relying on pay per view streams or whatever. So that's the thing too. They don't want any competition on that fight night. So that's gonna be making even trickier for them to schedule a fight. But yeah, um, I mean, I'm excited. Like you said, Showtime, they listed a bunch of fight cards, which is good to know as a fight fan. Canelo might be back. We got the whole Loma, Lomachenko-Lopez fight, possibly in October. So this is the time, we're entering the time of the year where it's fight season. So I'm definitely excited for that. Yeah, sports coming back shortly. I mean, uh, slowly by slowly. We have baseball that came back this week. Basketball starts on Thursday. Now we have boxing. Showtime has a great month of August, September, October. Please tune in to that. Thank you guys for joining me today. Great episode. Great insight. I'm looking forward to all the fights. Couch Talk Sports.